Hi, everyone. My name is Shannon Calder, licensed therapist, and I'm joined by Dr. Kathy Barrett, forensic psychologist. We talk about all topics from a psychological perspective. Welcome to Terror Talk. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Terror Talk. Hello. We are as live as it gets <laughs> since we're recording this finally in real time. Well, real time for us. It's only a few days before... I upload the episode on Wednesday, so we're excited to be back in the in the current worlds, and we are both at this particular moment uh, healthy and okay, and have been quarantined for a while, and we are sitting six feet from each other and employing all safety measures, but we are going to record this podcast, so that's what's up. That is what's up. Yeah. Today on the show... We are going to talk about funny horror movies. Now, for those of you who don't really watch horror movies, but still listen to us for probably for the true crime aspect of our show, please stick with us because there's a lot of interesting, I think we need funny horror movies right now, basically in the world. Let's put it out there for that. Um, We wanted to, we personally wanted to watch a bunch of funny horror movies over the last week because it was a way to feed uh, that you feed the humor and also um, in one of our favorite genres. So I think, Kathy, you had something you wanted to say about that. I just think it's interesting when you think about putting horror and humor together because they're really dichotomous in some ways. I mean, if we think about it, mm-hmm. like just from a more rational, you know, we, we analytic perspective. Yeah, we something. don't typically find it funny mm-hmm. when people are getting killed or whatever, but you don't think it would be funny. Yeah. Right. Um, or mutilated or mm-hmm. whatever, but I, there are ways that horror movies can use a, a darker side of that humor mm-hmm. and then thinking about, well, how does that maybe work in the brain? Okay. Well, so what we do know is horror and humor elicit very big responses in the brain. So what happens when we use it together? Um, I don't know exactly. I don't know if they've done they've done specific studies on it, but I am looking at an article called "Movies May Cause Special Effects on the Body" by Daniel Braff, and this is out of the Chicago Tribune. It's an older article from 2011, but he says because many films transmit ideas through emotion rather than intellect, they can neutralize the instinct to suppress feelings and trigger emotional release. So I don't really have to read much further than that to think about all the different emotional releases that are happening when you're feeling fear and you're Mm -hmm. feeling laughter at once. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like one's kind of soothing the other and making it okay to laugh in these really hyper aroused states when you're watching something that could be potentially scary. But then also the way that the, the directors do it is it's not, um, it's not the same type of dark humor that might be used in really messed up films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Last House on the Left where they're kind of laughing at the torment. Yeah, that's, that's not, not what we're talking that's about. That's not <laughs> what we're talking about. We're talking about like you're watching it and it, it's actually bringing more laughter than fear. Yeah, I think that horror and comedy are a lot more alike than people realize. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't necessarily think those are... I mean, people who love horror movies know that it's a it's a subsection of horror that has been popular off and on over time. But I mean, I think the, the constant tension that can happen when you're watching really scary movies um, and the can brain, be really overwhelming. Yeah, and the brain doesn't differentiate 
between and it's exhausting sometimes to watch horror movies i find yeah it's scary and exhausting and it's like oh it's like an adrenal depletion totally you know, right totally so the comedy can give you that that oh that release that we want like when we, well in when we laugh in a regular movie i also think too that there have been a lot of um horror movies made that are supposed to be like really serious and intense. And, <laughs> and it's really funny when you watch direct certain directors or producers go back and go, let's just make fun of that yeah, because yeah. they took themselves very seriously when they made that. Yes. Um, and so like the scary movies that came out, that whole series, like really yeah. go into some of those more serious movies and tear them apart in a comical way. And, and we almost laugh at ourselves like, yeah, that is kind of, ridiculous that I laughed so hard. I mean, that I was so scared of Hannibal Lecter, you know, and then they make fun of him in this. I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, as the Brits say, like, I, I like it when they take the piss out of something. Yeah. Like, I, I like it when a genre, a person, I mean, that's just one of the things we, that humanizes people and movies is when we can make fun of ourselves and have like a realistic perspective about like what's serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know you and I watched a whole lot of funny movies. I did anyway. And um, I've just seen so many funny horror movies over the years. That's good. I mean, I don't I don't know that it's always over the decades. I don't know that it's always been a subgenre that I've been attracted to, mm -hmm. but I do know that I have several that I have liked and then what happened was i would like that and then go like oh wait a second there's other ones like this and then mm -hmm. i would go back and watch a few so over the years there have been moments in time um what are some of the tropes that are so i found this article it's called uh why the fuck do people in horror movies always do stupid shit that gets them killed <laughs> that i did not write that that is what and yeah. so they they talk about i think there were eight but i chose seven to talk about there was okay. one that was like whatever and then maybe as i go through these we can think about movies that might fit this trope. So Sounds the first great. one would be, why would you stick around in the haunted house, woods, <laughs> or random abandoned building, <laughs> even though it's clearly haunted? Why? Why? Haunted or being stalked or yeah. has is full of, I mean, I'm thinking of that movie that we both watched, Haunt on Shudder. Oh, that was it's like, good, by the way. It, it was, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you I liked, liked it. it. I liked it too. I liked it because it was, I mean, I don't remember exactly what I said about it on the show, but I do, I remember enjoying it because it followed all the rules. Like it was a solid, they weren't doing anything necessarily special new or innovative no, and it was and actually kind of creepy and it was creepy <laughs> and it had a little tiny bit of a twist to it but yeah so that would be an example of like you show up to what's supposed to be a halloween party and there's no one there mm -hmm. except for the creepy clown guy and you still go in the warehouse yeah <laughs> to what like what haunted houses have lines people lines of people waiting to get in the one that I'm thinking of is, um, oh, it was remade. It was a Vincent Price one that they remade with Lily Taylor and Catherine Zeta-Jones back in like the 90s. Okay. It was, um, and it was funny or it no, wasn't no, no, funny? No, it's, yeah. it's, it fits this trope. Is like, gotcha. why do you want to stay in? I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, no. Well, there's a lot of them, right? It's like, um, that's the joke. You know, if you go, if you're a person who goes to see horror movies in the theater. Oh, The Haunting. There you go. Yeah. Hello. Um, if you go to see uh, horror movies in the theater, um, some theaters and some populations are awesome. Some tight-knit communities are awesome because they will literally be like, 
don't go down there, you know, during the movie. Don't, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? You know, we shout at the screen and I certainly do that at home. Um, And yet we keep watching because there's no movie unless they go in the basement. There's no, it's like, there's no movie unless they, you know, mess up and go into the woods and look for, you know, their cat or something. It's like, I'm going to go look for my cat in the middle of the night in the woods after yeah. I've heard horrible sounds. It's like, I'm sorry, what the hell are you doing? I think it was one of, I think it may have been the first Friday the 13th. Um, that Where they did she, that? She goes to find her dog. Like her do- First of all, who just like shows up at a camp with her dog and just lets her run, around, lets the dog run around. I was so mad watching it. I'm like, why is your dog walking through this camp? She was incensed. By itself. Yeah, but she's got to go find this dog in the middle of Camp Crystal Lake one afternoon because she just let him go. Um, I'm sitting there going, who the hell would do that? I understand it's the early 80s and, you know, people did dumb shit like that, but I, I don't know. Yeah, so... The, that's always funny, but like you have, we've talked about, if the stupid stuff didn't happen, then we wouldn't have a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the um, as they say, the willing suspension of disbelief that you have to have in some kind of movies. If you if you study theater or films or whatever, there's this phrase: the willing suspension of disbelief. And sometimes we have to employ that when we watch things because. Sitting back and saying, well, that doesn't make sense, and that's not real, and he didn't have his Coke, hand, Coke bottle in his hand that way in the last scene. I mean, that that's lovely if yeah. that makes you happy. But, you know, there's this willing suspension of, like, what you would do in a situation. So y- you wouldn't go look for your cat in the middle of the night if you'd heard noises and people had been killed. But if the person in the movie had your smarts, you know, the movie would be over. Yeah. So whatever (laughs) and it's two minutes in and and shannon decided to not go in the house (laughs) yeah that was the film scene yeah (laughs) so yeah all right number two right following a curious sound or investigating a dark room really this is horror horror 101 (laughs) stuff guys so i'm thinking about so many movies where you're like why are you going in there yeah yeah there's always it they did that a lot in it Yes. And that's the basement thing, I guess. It's the same idea as the same trope. It's just in your own house. So I'm thinking of, you know, all the, you know, the babysitter movies where they call on the phone or, you know, I'm upstairs Mm -hmm. or there's all this stuff. And I'll see, you know, you see the young, um, the young, lovely uh, ingenue who answers the phone, you know, that's what they were doing in the Scream movie. Um, Scream, right? Yeah, Scream mm-hmm. movies where it's like the young ingenue answers the phone um, and then talks to the guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing to me. It's like, oh, so, yes, let's talk to the strange man on the phone for 15 minutes. And what? And here's another one. What babysitter in real life would be like, Timmy, you stay here. I'm going to go check that room and make sure no, no, she'd be on the phone going, you guys need to get home. Yeah. We're hiding in a closet. Yeah. My, your cashmere sweater is not going to fend off the right. man with the knife. There's no 15 year old girl. That's going to be like, I'm going to go see what's in that room. Well, right I now. certainly hope not, but you know what? There probably are. There's probably 25 year old women or 45 year old women that are going to do that. And I get that. Except I, my thought is, so what what are we going to do in that situation? First I'm hanging up the phone, I don't even talk to you. <laughs> I I don't I literally don't even talk to you. 
I can understand if you were like eight, nine, or 10. I will tell you this story. When I was, I was probably seven or eight, um, living with my mom and my stepdad, and we had a house phone, you know, back in the day. We had a house phone, and that was the only phone we had. So the phone rang, and I happened to answer it, and I was in my mom's bedroom. I happened to answer it, and there was a man on the other end of the phone who started to talk to me. I have no, I have no memory of like what he said or any of that. But my mom was a bit of a, like a helicopter mom. She was, she always knew where I was and there was no shenanigans. So (laughs) I, I, I probably, it felt like a long time to me because I was a kid that I was probably on the phone for maybe like a minute or something, Mm -hmm. but she probably thought, knew the phone rang, knew it stopped ringing, Mm -hmm. didn't know where I was, you know, the mom puzzle breaks down and came into the bedroom and said, who are you talking to? Yeah. And I was like. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I just answered the phone. She's like, goodbye. You know, I'm like, uh, like, didn't even. Yeah. Because if it's somebody we know, they call back. Right. So I, I don't know. It's like the 15 year old that's on the phone and talking to the stranger. I think that probably happens more than we think it does in this, in this day and age with the internet. Like how many strangers are kids talking to well, all the time? We also have less landlines now, yeah. you know? They're doing it on the internet and getting into big, yes, big, that's true. big, big yeah. trouble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funny when it's uh, not so much the phone, but it's funny when it's like the long hallway, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> or the long staircase yeah. downstairs to the basement, um, or the young ingenue gets the phone call and then goes outside. And like, does the and leaves, opens the leaves door, leaves the front door open. Yep, leaves the front door open. Kids inside. Hello, like the baby. She's babysitting. The kids are inside. I don't. I yeah. don't understand. Here's a funny one. Mm. <clears throat> Ooh, let's split up. We'll cover more ground <laughs> and die quicker. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the movies I watched, they did that the, in Haunt too. They, they did that in Haunt. They yeah. do it. Um, so if you're writing horror movies, these are the tropes that we put in, you know, this is what you put in because these are the things that people, there are rules, (laughs) there are expectations. Um, you know, I I was thinking, um, I was thinking of Shaun of the dead. So Shaun of the dead is, we'll start throwing out some favorites. Um, Shaun of the dead is probably the funny horror movie that I watched and thought that worked Mm -hmm. because a lot of funny horror movies are just bad and Mm -hmm. they're, funny bad like you watch them because they're funny bad mm-hmm. um but you're maybe like doing 12 other things while you're watching because it's kind of bad but Shaun of the dead uh it, i loved like that's actually one of my favorite horror movies and it's a spoof on the zombie movies yeah night of the living dead they even end up in a pub <laughs> you know fending off the zombie apocalypse and uh, that's kind of a ripoff on like the night of the living yeah. dead and stuff like that. There's a big scene in one of those, one of those movies where they're in a pub and you know, a bar and they get attacked. So yeah, that's one of my faves. I'm trying to think this, let's split up one. Cause I know they do that in a lot. Um, well, they always did it in Scooby-Doo, but there was like three of them and two. I, I was like, why, why does Shaggy and why do Shaggy and Scooby always have to go off by themselves? Is it because know. the other three were off having a threesome? I never understood why they always broke up that way. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe the animation was cheaper. <laughs> I don't know. I think Velma sometimes went with them, but not always. I think it's because they were the two favorite characters and maybe yeah. the people figured like that's really only who we care about. I mean, in Shaun maybe. of the Dead, they have a big group of people at one point yeah. go, going off to fight. They kind of collect their friends and family at one point and then they go off to try to save themselves. But there's a couple of moments. Um, there's one moment near the end where the best friends are sort of two best friends that are at the center of it, two men and um they split up and then that's how one of the guys ends up dying as he like goes into the basement right (laughs) and then the other guy stays up top and whatever and then he comes down and discovers the guy has like been impaled or whatever the hell happens in most i would say in most horror movies there's a split up at some point yeah because it's it's more interesting Mm -hmm. i think it and and also in many ways it's more interesting for the writer but it's more interesting for the audience because you're you're you got an A story to B story, right? And you're mm-hmm. like following all the different trails. Okay, this one's funny. There's usually one person who has answers and somehow literally no one ever listens to him or her. <laughs> well, Guys, no. we need to go this way. No, no, that's not right. <laughs> and he ends up being right or she ends up being right. Yeah, of course. Of course they do. Um, I'm trying to think of a movie that I watched recently that has that in it. I'm sure they probably all do. But um, so I watched this. <laughs> I watched this movie called Deathgasm. Oh, yeah. And it is what is you think it is. It, it's a shutter. It is what you think it is. So when we were starting to prep a f- few weeks ago and we decided we wanted to do this episode, I kind of did a little search on funny movies and different things. So Deathgasm is an Australian film, I think. And it, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's like a midnight movie, you know, one of those movies that you would have seen on Elvira or Joe Bob Briggins, Briggs, Mm -hmm. sorry, Joe Bob Briggs. And so I did watch the Joe Bob Briggs, uh, version because on Shudder they have all of his archived commentary. So those of you don't know, he's an awesome, like, I don't know if he's Texan or he's a Southern dude who drinks beer and introduces the movies. And then in the middle of the movie, we'll have the commentary and then at the end says something just like Elvira for all of you, like older, Mm. older peeps used to do is like when we watched regular TV and we didn't have the internet, Elvira would come on and be her goofy self and introduce the movie and make jokes, usually quite corny. And then you'd watch part of the movie and then at each commercial break, you'd have a little Elvira. Well, Joe Briggs does that. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs does that and he has a Twitter and all of that. So he's super popular in the horror community for those of you who are not in that community. Anyway, so I watched the um, Joe Bob Briggs version. So it gives it some context. Basically, Joe Bob is hilarious. He's, you know how Elvira was um, like corny and sexy. Um, Like she was trying to also a little scary like and also a little goofy and scary and but not really scary no but she had like the vampire-esque yeah and she's super you know famous for the outfit and the yeah. boobs and all that very adams family-ish <laughs> right so joe bob is his vibe and i recommend it to everyone if you have the option to google joe bob and watch his stuff his vibe is he's in a like a plastic chair outside the rv and with the with the beer mm-hmm. and He's incredibly smart. So it's got the southern twang, but it's also got this 
harsh commentary of the movie. And I just love that. It's like sarcastic and harsh and what the fuck are they doing right there? You know, (laughs) that kind of thing. It's kind of what we're talking about. Like, so then, you know, dude goes into the basement, although it's very smart. And it's also, uh, he has a, an, 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 an strangely epic, (laughs) like fund of horror movies and horror in general. So he's, you learn something from mm-hmm. from what he's saying anyway. Anyway, so the context of deskgasm is uh, teenagers who are uh, rock and rollers. So it's got kind of an an eighties vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's kind of clever and fun. I mean, it's definitely got a dated thing to it, as most you know older movies do. But it's um, I think it's funny, and I have a huge crush on one of the actors that plays like the the wisdom guy. So there's a little bit of love. There's a little bit of corniness. There's some gore. There's, um, you know, fighting. There's uh, <laughs> what basically ends up happening is the main character at one point in the movie plays his music, his his riffs on the guitar actually inspire, you know, creatures from another world or another time to come in and attack and kill. And he's the whole like he's the host. Right. So. um and then they have deathgasms at the end of like his solos and stuff and then they wake up and they don't know what happened oh my god (laughs) and so the deathgasm is like he will inspire with his guitar playing like these creatures kind of like hellraiser where the hellraiser they come from a different time or a different land or a different um consciousness like in hellraiser and they come in with this with this guitar playing and they kill a bunch of things and then the guitar solo ends and everyone's had a deathgasm and they like the kids wake up and they're like wait what happened i don't feel right so that's kind of how it starts and then of course it devolves into <laughs> and of course deathgasm is obviously a play on words for orgasm so yeah, there's that, some that's some ridiculous stuff yeah it's it's like yeah it's a they call it like a zom rom-com <laughs> so there's, there's a, like zombies there's a little romance because there is a girl boy kind of romance yeah. at the heart of it, but there's also a bromance at the heart of it as yeah. well. And then it's horror comedy. Um, it almost sounds like it has like a <clears throat> a Bruce Campbellness to it. Like yeah, Evil Deadish. Yeah, um, it's, it, it's uh, yes, exactly. And Evil Dead is another one that I love. Yeah, it, and we'll get into some of the yeah. bees in a bit. But okay. Um, Go for it. okay, so the next one is which brings me to the absolute nipple that says it's probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that writer's calling the person a nipple. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, which brings me to the absolute nipple that says it's probably nothing. It was well, bu- it was bouncing off of number four, which the, um, is the person who sa- has all the answers, but nobody listens, and they're like, "It's nothing, bro. We don't have to worry about it." <laughs> Do you remember House of Wax, the remake mm, with yeah. uh, that was actually really good. Mm-hmm. They I haven't sp- watched that lately. They though. split up in that one, and there's certainly characters who are smarter than others, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but. Yeah, this one usually happens when it's like the teens or young adults and you get the one, you know, toxic masculinity guy who's just yeah. like, dude, it's fine, man. We're good. Yeah. Stop being so scared. And he'll be the one who's killed off the first, but you know, God, at the, God willing, the soonest. Um, God willing. Yeah. Uh, and then the girl who's always overreacting, but it's always the guy who's like, it's nothing. We're good. Number six is if you're going to hide, please Find a better hiding spot than inside a closet or under the bed. <laughs> but but it's really a whole lot funner to like stab people in the closet from outside the closet. 
It is. And it's also super fun to be the POV of the person under the bed waiting for the thing to attack them. I like when the person's on the bed and the thing is under the bed. Oh, yes. And then it comes through their stomach or something. Yeah. Or like comes out through the, or they look under the bed and the clown's like which sitting is, right there. Which is, is that Friday the 13th? The one in the cabin where that's in the movie, like yeah, in the Kevin very beginning Bacon. where it comes through his stomach. Kevin Bacon dies because yeah. he has sex. There it is. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. Stay a virgin. Bad. Oh, for sure. Uh, but the virgin is the one that survives. Yeah. Or they end up having sex and then dying. Right. Yeah. Sure. And then number seven, which is when running away from danger, how do people forget how to fucking run? <laughs> it's literally all you had to do, but you know, for the falling down. Yeah, well, I, so the breaking yeah. the ankle. Mm-hmm. Yep. The tripping. And then the person that would have survived goes back to get them like a Marine. Yeah. As if, as if someone has some kind of, like, as if people have a code. <laughs> right. I must go back to get my friend who has tripped on a small piece of brush. Yes. <laughs> it's like, no, I think your friend could probably just get their ass up and keep running. Right. You don't I need mean, to go back. Uh, sure. We fall when we're freaked out. Or it's like, I forgot but- my jacket. I need to go back in the building. You know, it's like, the, oh, they'll yeah. go back for something absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And for some reason, the group won't say anything. They're like, all right, we'll be here. Like, you don't need your coat. Yeah, like, we're going. We're going. Or we're going to keep going and, yeah. you know, it was nice knowing you. So those are, <laughs> I thought those were funny. They are funny. So we're going to take a little bit of a break and we're going to come back and talk about um, a whole lot. And there's the mic <laughs> sounds that Kathy likes to make. <laughs> that was my, like, dim dim But I'm bum. Yeah, we're going to come back and talk about a whole lot more funny horror movies that we love. We'll be right back. While we take a break, go follow us on Instagram at Terror Talk Podcast, Twitter at Talk Terror, or on our Facebook page, Halloween All Year Long. If you prefer email, it's terrortalkpodcast at gmail.com. So reach out. If you like us, you can help us by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes, or check out our Patreon page. We upload new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. Keep coming back, but first, stick around for more of our show. Hi there, we're back. I think we want to talk bad and good horror movies, or like low budget and big budget. Yeah, I mean, sometimes horror is not intentionally made to be funny, but if it isn't (laughs) well made, it can be incredibly comical. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think you you made a little horror short or something when you were young, right? We did. We actually made one, um, and ended it ended up entering a film festival in Detroit. um, And Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, who did the Evil Dead's, they're actually Detroit based, and I believe used to film their early stuff at Michigan state. And that's where we ended up filming ours as well at at a a fraternity house, um, a house that my, our friends were living at in Michigan state. And it was called something smells like zombie. And we really were mostly inspired by Peter Jackson's dead alive. When we did that movie. Um, I know we'll talk about that in a little while, but it sort of has that same, (laughs) that same flavor, which is um, because dead alive, one of Peter Jackson's, like before people really knew who he was, but also like such a cult favorite in the horror world and also known as like the most gory horror film of all time. Yeah. So just so you guys know too, is it sometimes it's called brain dead. Yeah. Um, A lot of the sites and things call it brain dead. So if you're looking for it to watch, um, 
I, yeah. I figured that out when I went looking for it. <laughs> so yeah. It's Australian. So he, um, he made this movie and as a horror buff as a kid and then having friends of mine who also were, mm-hmm. when we made our film, um, we made it all in black and white. It was really great. We had a guy who did the prosthetics and we used vanilla pudding. For were, like, you in, were you in high school? Uh, I think I was. No, we were like 19. Okay. I think. So just out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so it, we had a blast with it and we went to the, this is well before I was an animal activist. I would not be doing this now, but um, we, <laughs> we forgive you. Yeah. We went to a butcher and got lamb intestines. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, one of our guys like laying down and zombie was down there and just pulling all this stuff. It, we, I mean, we really went over the top. It was a lot of fun. And we, we entered fun. it into a film festival and at intermission, Bruce Campbell came out and said, something smells. Aww, like and we knew we had kind of made it in that yeah, moment because that must've felt so good. The evil kid, deads you know? and all of that were so, so big for us. But um, yeah, dead alive. Can we talk about that movie yeah, for a minute? So it's about it. a, a demanding mother becomes a blood hungry zombie looking for victims. A devoted son tries to keep her actions a secret from the neighbors, considered one of the most violent, gory films. My, the most famous part of that movie for me that I remember is when he straps the lawnmower to his chest. Yeah, that's the epic, like, closing crescendo of the movie is. (laughs) Yeah. So here's what I would say. Um, By the way, on, like, Rotten Tomatoes and different sites, it's called Brain Dead. It's um, Peter Jackson, and it's 1989. Um, and if this gives you any sense of it, it's like critics hate it and people love it. It's kind of one of those movies and it is Peter Jackson. So before he was super famous, this is something he made. Um, so here's my impressions because I literally, I did watch it again. Like I specifically sat down and watched it for this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Like yesterday. (laughs) So it's It's very fresh. Um, what I would say is the first, uh, I don't know what it is. I didn't kind of keep score, but like maybe 30, 45 minutes, something like that is like all the setup, right? And it's just cheesy and kind of dumb and all of that. And then the gross stuff starts to happen. Um, there's this one part where I knew I was going to be in for it where, um, so it's zombie based, so people are turning into zombies and the core of the story is this guy and his mom and his mom becoming like the zombie queen or whatever. And she grows and grows throughout the movie and then comes out in the crescendo as this like gigantic bulbous yeah. zombie. Remember that's when, like, when her ear falls in the soup? Yeah. Yeah. So this, so this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Her ear falls in the soup and they're at a dinner and she hasn't like, he's had to put makeup all over her all face over. because yeah. it's crumbling off. She's just falling apart and so she's literally pieces of her falling off during the (laughs) during the dinner with like the neighbors or whatever and the ear or the blood the first the blood her blood or something like spews out into someone's soup oh that's right and the guy there it's the pov from the soup kind of or from like this where the salt shaker would be and it's the pov of this big fat guy like eating the the, the, the soup full of like cream soup and blood okay it's like a split pea or something i literally had to fast forward through the next three bites because i was like okay i am grossed out yeah and i'm good well and this again (laughs) and i know i say this a lot but this was before they used all of the 
computer graphic shit. I mean, they all of this was makeup. All of it and was claymation. And claymation. So that's the other favorite part is my the zombie baby. <laughs> she keeps keep hitting, hitting her the microphone. Oh, She's I in a new about the zombie baby. Yes. So. Um, there's a zombie baby and oh, my notes to shit. myself, my notes. Yeah. So at one point guys, there are two zombies that have sex yeah. and grow a baby within like an hour, like within like 15 minutes. And this thing is nasty. And then the zombie baby comes out and up. it starts attacking everyone. And it's kind of claymation esque. I don't know. You know, it's, that's what it looks like. And it runs around and it, it's like Chucky with that's, like it's like a Chucky, bald, slimy baby that laughs and maniacally hurts mm-hmm. people. And but that's just one piece of the movie. I mean, there's like a monkey. Some some people want more of the monkey. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's like ridiculous. Oh yeah, here he is. I remember him now. So what this movie is known for is being the most disgusting, gory movie ever made, and it really is because at one point. Our hero goes out and comes back and finds the lawnmower. And then t- he doesn't strap it on, but he holds the bottom of the lawnmower out from his chest. And he moves himself through the field of zombies that are in his house, shredding them to bits and slipping on the blood. And I mean, and that's it's just genius. one scene. It's genius. It's genius. Well, Peter Jackson's a total genius, even in this genre. But um, I would say after that first like 45 minutes where everything is really set up and the, you know, the love story set up and you kind of get the vibe and you understand, okay, this is like a, this is an edible thing, like mom and son, like there's that at the, at the heart of the story. Mm-hmm. And then the gore just begins. And, and then I think one of the things people are reacting to is it's probably like an hour and a half of, just gore, gore, oh, yeah. gore, gore. No, it's gore. nonstop. It's nonstop. Um, it's, it's gross. I mean, it's, it's gross. really gross. It's everything from someone putting their fist through a zombie's head from the back and then their arm is sticking out their mouth. Like that's one, that's one that was notable for me. I was like, Oh, okay. And then, then there's one where it's like sliced off her. These are all zombies that they're killing, by the way, like the zombie threw sliced off her head and then hung her on a light bulb. And then the light bulb is bright inside the zombie's head. And then at one point a fire starts and then the zombie, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. great. I mean, if you like the, it's pretty great. The B rated horror, but with an A rated director creator doing it because it has a very B feel. Yeah, because it's in his beginnings, right? Because yeah. he's, he's Australian, and so it's Australian. It's, it's but it wouldn't have been good if it wouldn't have been done like a B. I don't think. No, no, that that's yeah, exactly. It would just be, and people would just say, "Oh, it's gory and overdone," but because it's done in a in a low budget it's only 85 minutes long it seemed a lot longer than that well it's um, a lot to sit through <laughs> uh bill pullman is in there so you know young bill young bill pullman um, bill paxton is also in it so you're seeing some of your favorite actors a million and one years ago um doing stuff when b when b horror isn't done well yeah um mm-hmm. Are you going to note to, some? I, yeah, well, one specifically. I okay. I think I've talked about this on the show before. My friend and I used to go to this place called Thomas Video in in Detroit. Okay, and they this is back when it was all on VHS, and we would try to, we would just grab random stuff and watch it. And they had a ton of B horror films, mm-hmm. and 
there's one called uh, Rest in Pieces. And it, and it was about a newlywed couple move into the mansion of the bride's recently dead aunt. Soon strange things begin to happen when the various tenants and servants of the mansion don't want to leave and the bride and groom are in a deadly predicament. It's so bad. And there's a scene where you can tell that they had probably filmed it a few times and had taped or glued the prop mm-hmm. because she goes to crack the bottle on his head and it kind of just like does it <laughs> and then fall like you could tell it like kind of it was prepped it kind of cracks and <laughs> yeah. then moves and then breaks yeah yeah it was so bad and and my friend we would rewind the scene over and over just crying laughing because it was just so poorly done but yeah there's rest only in one pieces rest in pieces and i remember that name i yeah. remember that i've talked name. about it before i think okay and you've probably yeah. talked about it I, there's only one thing that i noticed in um brain dead or dead alive uh that um i saw a wire at one point oh yeah and it was funny because i was like wow i haven't really i mean i've obviously noticed the low budget in this but and obviously all of these you know people don't put their fists through people's mouths and and brains um so it's not that i don't know it's not real yeah. <laughs> but there was one moment where it took me out of it a little bit because i saw this big oh, wire yeah. of the like the thing that and i'm like oh, in this day and age you could we used to do wire yeah, removals all the time yeah. yeah when i worked yeah. in post-production we removed wires all the time but anyway um, yes, I, I think as far as like bad ones, uh, I think the 2000 version of Leprechaun, um, oh, God. it's called in the hood. Yeah. Leprechaun that would, in the hood. That, that's a pretty, yeah, that's pretty, pretty bad. bad one. I mean, yeah. the troll movies, troll oh. two, troll two is pretty bad. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, I think the killer clowns are pretty bad. The one that I, uh, I, people, almost people watched, like those. I almost watched it on uh shutter the other night and it's, Man, it's by uh, Argento too. You would think it was, um, but you watch. You now watch the. Uh, you go back and watch the preview for it now, and mm-hmm. it is Dario Argento. It's uh, is it demons? Okay. Yeah, demons. Um, so flipping bad. I mean, if if you can watch the, I almost feel like we should play the preview. Um, <laughs> and and the this is eighties, right? It's uh, nineteen eighty six. So they're like they show them. This is the old editing editing machines, right? So in mm-hmm. the preview, like they're all now running through the city, and their eyes are like lit up. They look like Jawas, <laughs> but like with yellow eyes, you know, beaming out. And and because of that, they're supposed to be demons. And it's just like the old, really poor editing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some makeup. really bad ones on Shutter because people really like bad horror movies. Yeah, a I lot almost of the time. watched Demons the other night, but then it, like the storyline's just so bad. And I'm watching the preview and some old 80s stuff I still really like to watch, but I'm thinking, wow, this guy's done really well for himself. And when you go back and watch the preview for this, you can't imagine that this is his movie. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people, just like a lot of actors get their start in um, soap operas back in the day, I mean horror movies are definitely somewhere where a lot of actors got their start. I mean, there's one on shutter ah, and I'm not remembering it right now, but there's a Jason Bateman movie on there that is so freaking bad. It's not teen wolf too, is it? No, 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 it's one that uh, it's really bad. I'll come up with it later. Um, the other one I'm thinking of is uh, a Stephen King one because you know, it doesn't always work as we know right. with Stephen King maximum overdrive. Oh, in 1986, uh, Emilio, that. right. Emilio, Emilio Estevez. Estevez. Yeah. And that was another one that I was like, 
oh, it's so bad. And like I said, the killer clowns, I think they're pretty bad. Yeah, those are, that, that one's pretty bad. I mean. Although the maze was pretty terrifying at the, at the yes. Horror Nights. Yes, yes. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it better than the movies, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Jason 10 or Jason X, I don't even know how you refer to that. I gave yeah. up on Is that the one in space? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so don't put them in space. Don't put them in the hood. Yeah. I mean, Jaws 3D in the 80s. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was pretty bad. And then, I mean, most of the leprechauns, but I'd say the in the hood one is really bad. Yeah. Bad. Isn't there, is there a leprechaun in space too? <laughs> I don't know, probably. <laughs> um, at one point I asked um, my IT person who lives in the house, <laughs> hey, I want to get the leprechaun movies and start watching them. He I don't know. He and, and then I got and I got him. He downloaded him for me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. These are bad. I think it was it was our first season. And we were thinking about do we were going to well, like the person and so politically incorrect. Oh, my God. They're so bad. But I mean, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's what they uh, that's what they are. So what are you going to do? Um, I, I, I find the Wicker Man is has been, the movie The Wicker Man. Um, the original, the remake. Oh, isn't that? I would say Nicholas Cage. The, yeah, the original is really creepy. Yeah, that's and what I've heard. Scary and but the remake I heard pretty, is pretty horrible terrible. and culty and scary to yeah. me. I mean, you have to get over the fact that it's really old and yeah. some people can't well, when they're watching movies, but it's really the ones old. That scare me the most. Yeah, the remake is. Woo, yeah. it's bad. So let's talk a little bit about ones we love. Well, <laughs> I know we you and I, good. you and I really share a love for American Werewolf in London. Yes. We talked about that around our werewolf month. I watched it the other day. So like I did rewatch some of these this month. Um, this, yeah, while we've been prepping these episodes, because <laughs> I've had some time. Uh, and I watched it recently. You know what's so funny? It, well, or not funny. Here was my current reaction to that movie. Still really love it. Great movie. Mm-hmm. But my current reaction was I didn't find it that funny. Mm. Yeah, it's not at fall on the floor funny. So it's no. like we, we've we been talking about it, like including it in the funny horror movies episode, right? I think episode, it's just right? smart funny. I think there's moments. I guess so. And I'm thinking that the timeliness of it is different. In other words, when it was made, there, there was not a lot of smart um, horror movies that were in touch with themselves like um self knowledgeable i'm losing the word right now but the the movie knows what it is it knows itself and is commenting while also acting in the movie so mm-hmm. i just don't think there was a lot of that and now there is more i mean when you have things like Shaun of the dead etc mm-hmm. like there's more of it because i was just struck by how i didn't think it was stuff i didn't think it was funny i liked the movie and i watched it but i'm like wow would i now in this day and age put this in a yeah. in a funny i don't know i'd be curious i don't know how long it's been since you watched yeah, it, it i watched it around halloween okay um yeah it wasn't ever like haha funny in fact they're the like i la- like i spit take at shawn of the dead like i it's funny oh yeah there's the, funny parts but i think the difference with shawn of the dead is it's it really is a spoof Mm-hmm. I don't think American Werewolf in kind London is necessarily a spoof. I think it's more like... Yeah, it's just way more dramatic. It is. Shaun of the Dead's not supposed to have any of that. Where American uh, American Werewolf in London, I think right. it is supposed to have some dramatic elements to it. Their relationship yeah. and his transformation and her... I mean, the the only thing you can say about like Shaun of the Dead is there is a romance at the center of it that you are supposed to care about, and you're and there's also the bro a bromance that you are supposed to care about. Like you're supposed to care about those characters, but that can happen in comedies. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah. But it's it, there are serious scenes where 
like there's one point in Shaun of the Dead when um, his mom dies, mm-hmm. and that that's a moment where he's cr- he's full on crying, yeah. and so. But I hear what you're saying about the difference. It's just I was I was personally like I used I, to, I think, I used to think this was funny, but it's not. Yeah, I can see that. Versus like Zombieland. Yes. So Zombieland. I really enjoy the Zombieland I haven't movies. seen the second one yet. Oh, okay. You should. Yeah, maybe I'll watch it. That's fun. Um, Zombieland Double Tap. Um, I enjoy... I love the whole cast. I love the whole cast. I completely enjoy um, Woody Harrelson in this role. Yeah. I mean, I personally find him quite attractive. So I think he's a good looking guy. That helps me. <laughs> I I actually think he's good looking too. I um I also love Emma Stone in these types of she's I like great when as she's a, a smart ass. Yeah, I love it when yeah. she's a smart ass. She does it really well. And I just like that in my people. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't noticed about that about us, I like smart ass in my people. So. I feel like Zombieland is a comedy that just happens to have zombies in it. For sure, it's just a like a landscape they used because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's the the banter, um, and their chemistry and everything that's going on. It's it's quite funny. Yeah, you don't have to. So I've had people in my life say, "Oh, I don't like things about like they don't want to watch The Walking Dead because they don't like zombies." Yeah. and I'm like, "Well, this is a movie that you could watch that has a zombie backdrop, but it's it's actually a comedy. It's just a comedy." Um, I think the zombies and the context of where they're living and what's happening is what drives the plot. Yeah. And then the characters are so strong that you're you're hooked in the characters and the, the plot is just driven by mm-hmm. that like landscape. But I like double tap as well. It has some funny some funny pieces in it. I mean, I maybe not as good as the first one, but I liked it. So I'll watch it. Yeah. And then I can't say enough about Cabin in the Woods. I just love that movie. Well, let's talk about I it. I hate the end of it, but I I okay. I, I I don't hate the end. I don't won't say I hate the end. I just feel like I got to the end and went, I'm talking about the very end. No, I understand. And I went, oh, okay. (laughs) So I, I, uh, I would recommend anyone who has not seen the cabin in the woods. So for, for our listeners who mostly turn in for the true crime stuff that we do and aren't necessarily into horror stuff, um, the Cabin in the Woods is a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's from 2011. It's like an hour and a half long. It is considered horror, and there is like horror aspects to it. But I mean, it's written by Joss Whedon, so yeah. you know, there's some mainstream stuff there. Chris Hemsworth, I mean, and so good acting and all of that. And there's a lot of um, like like in a like in a unique original movie. There's things you don't expect. Mm-hmm. And so give it a give it 45 minutes before you decide whether or not you're going to want to continue with it. But I don't know. Good movie like that. Um, American Werewolf in London is really great. Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead is I would recommend that to anyone mm-hmm. who even doesn't like horror movies, whatever. The other um, one I'd throw in there, and I think it's sort of like in the same line as American Werewolf in London, but maybe a little bit more comedy just to touch is 13 ghosts oh <gasps> i love that movie yeah. it's comedy because of him yeah matthew lillard oh my god yeah. i had such a crush on him on the screen movies like when he came on the scene because yeah. that's where he kind of yeah exploded on the scene oh such a crush on him he's i always have a crush on the the funny guy <laughs> he he's really great in it too because he plays the 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 extinguisher or whatever, like the buster, the ghost buster. 13 right? ghosts is, I mean, you know, 
I've seen this probably on other lists, but if we were to do an episode on like our most underrated horror movies oh, of all time, 13 Ghosts on. is on it. Because we can talk about American Werewolf in London, which was, of course, extremely famous and well-liked. Shaun of the Dead was famous and well-liked. Zombieland was even, f- well, famous certainly because it's big budget, but well-liked in general. Um, but 13 Ghosts, it doesn't get enough credit. No, it's Such a good movie. It's really great. Agreed. Um, I also watched like I like the Evil Dead series, mm-hmm. I but do I, too. I I I prefer Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness as far as the funny. I like Evil Dead Two more than Army of Darkness. Yeah, oh, me too. But Army I, of Darkness is okay. I don't know if I can just pop it in and sit and watch it all the way through anymore without being without doing something else. Oh no, I have to do something else. But I do appreciate. All of, oh my gosh, the stop motion stuff. I mean, it was like basically Jason and the Argonauts horror mm-hmm. film version. Yeah. I mean, I I think Evil Dead 2 is probably the best one out of the... Evil Dead 2 is by far. Out of the bunch. And, so, it, yeah. and it still, it holds up in the sense that if you, if you don't get completely reviled by older movies, which I know some do, but if, if we're over that and we just take that into context, it's actually gripping. Like... The way it's shot, the way it moves along, like I'm kind of in it. I've watched it recently, and it wasn't. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, "Oh, this is gonna suck because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's old, and yeah. maybe I, think, I don't well, like I, it anymore." I think his uh, his I don't know his comedy and stuff carries. Yeah, you know. and I just looked it up. It's actually technically called Evil Dead Two: Dead by Dawn. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny. Army of Darkness was pretty. You know, it's. Not as funny, but funny. If you're watching the whole series, I mean, why not? And then Sam Raimi went off and directed Spider-Man. I know. See see what I, what we were saying, what I was saying about actors, directors often get their kicks in horror. And I met him on the, I met Sam Raimi on the Spider-Man set. Yeah. The original, yeah, with um, Kirsten Dunst, that one. And, yeah. Uh, what's his face? What was he like? Very nice. Very, very, very nice guy. He's a Michigan, they're Michigan guys. Michigan Midwesterners. They're Michigan guys. Eh. I'm biased. <laughs> of course you are. Well, in keeping with funny horror movies, we are going to come back in a few moments and do our what the hell segment. And so we'll be right back. Hi everyone, we're back. It's really great to be back doing what we consider live shows, like timely shows. We pre-recorded a bunch and we we needed to do that and, you know, people got to do that. But I, I don't know. It's good to see you, man. I, it just <laughs> feels nice to, like, be doing something face-to-face. I've been yes. on screens so much. I'm over it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're practicing all the rules, social distancing and everything. She's all the way across the room. Um, well, and we've been quarantined now for three weeks. And we both have been quarantined, not going anywhere <clears throat> for a while. Uh, two and a half weeks is my... So by the time when this airs in a couple of days, it'll be three weeks. I will have been isolated, getting delivery of things. Yeah, we're doing all of our groceries through delivery now, too. Yeah. What I found is they're getting oversaturated, and it's actually starting to get hard to get them delivered. Well, what what I'm, we're doing is we're going through a friend of ours who he mm. really needs the money. So yeah, we, great. We, we tip him, and he oh, goes perfect. and... Um, Oh, we give him nice. more than he would get through the service. That's nice. I don't so, have a friend like that, so yeah. I got to figure out. What we I'm have some. Do. We have some friends who are like in, um, like bartending and security and mm-hmm. service industries that are really looking at picking up 
So he's probably out for an hour and we'll give him like 50, 75 bucks just to go get our grocery. Cause you know, he's puts a mask on, he puts gloves on. He's a really big dude does security. And he he's, I love that. He's like, Hey, I, I don't have any pride. I need the money. And we're like, we'll pay you. And oh my God. I would totally pay yeah. him to do that. I mean, yeah. I would, I would totally pay anybody right now to help me out. That's for sure. It's, it's um, I'm all about it. And so for those of you who might be listening in the future, this episode has been recorded during the coronavirus COVID-19 crisis in California and America and the world. So that's what we're actually talking about. I keep, sometimes I forget, like people might listen to this in a year and be like, what the hell are they talking yeah. about? Not that anybody's going to not forget know, the, but pandemic. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. Just give it some, I try to orient us. We're not that bougie that we just send people out to get our groceries. No. In no. fact, I kind of miss I going miss to the, the store. I miss the grocery store. <laughs> I want to go. Um, yeah. You know, I, you still can go at this particular yeah. juncture and be careful. Yeah. So I might, I just might do that. I don't I know. Probably, in the next, while. I think about uh, midway through April, I'll probably start doing some of that again. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll pr- I'm going to hopefully start to see at least a few of my clients in office starting in May. Everyone's been quarantining, so. We'll just see. Yeah. We, we can't really predict, but I do know that, I mean, we can, you can plan for yeah. the best. I mean, we're, but, we're essential. We're allowed to. Yes, we're allowed said, to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> right. So, anywho, uh, what the hell? Okay. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. So, uh, mine's pretty quick, but it made me giggle. So, for a trio of drug thieves, it was their lucky day. These dumb criminals broke into a home in Silver Springs, Florida, and discovered three, count them three, jars of cocaine. Jars? Jars, jars of cocaine. Like, <laughs> holy shit, hardcore. right? Like, I mean, you like, like cocaine, and that's a good day. Like, like a cookie jar. Like jars. Wow. I mean, that's a good day. It's a party. If you like some cocaine. Yeah. Um, you're going to get a lot done. Yeah. It'll be a lot cleaned. Um. <laughs> In our current quarantine, I can imagine that the drug users are um, having an interesting time of it. Uh, so they took it home. They 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 took them home. They they stole them. They were stealing other things from the home, obviously. So they were like, "Hey, jars of cocaine, let's go," and snorted the contents. I mean, I imagine not all the contents, but they started working on it. And then that's when they discovered that the jars were in fact urns. Oh God. And that they were snorting the cremains of the victim's husband and two dogs. Oh, I mean, would, <laughs> wouldn't you look... She did, she did a little I'm going to vomit face there. <laughs> I mean, that that was my first question is like, who would look at that and think as a jar that people just yes. would keep that much cocaine in their house? Exactly. And it's and not so, even the same color. I... Well, you wouldn't think so. I have no idea what they were actually looking at. But yes, you and I, I mean, I have seen cremains and have had them so i know that yeah. they are not white no they're um, like gray and there's some bones in there and i don't know like maybe crushed they, up but maybe they were mixed with you know baking soda it has more of the <laughs> consistency of cat litter than of cocaine it sure does except for if you do meth meth is chunkier and glassier and Shannon's um, speaking from experience can be g- kind of like garbagey looking so i don't know it's like the article says cocaine and cocaine is white and pure looking yeah that's true but like meth can be gray and black and dark and crunchy mm-hmm. so i'm thinking it's more like that shannon prefers meth over yeah cocaine. absolutely not well it's just cheaper oh that's really gross <laughs> yeah okay um, um yeah, yeah go ahead <laughs> so i have two two short ones okay uh the first one's called this woman really wanted some chicken mcnuggets 
Well, I feel you, girl. Khadijah Bosser, I think oh. I'm saying this right, was cited for a misdemeanor solicitation after she was caught trolling around a Burbank, California McDonald's. Oh, local. She's local. Mm-hmm. But wait, here's the clincher. According to reports, Bosser was going car to car in the drive through offering sexual favors in exchange for some chicken McNuggets. Mm-hmm. She said, say what? Last I checked, you could buy like 20 chicken nuggets for only five bucks, which makes this whole situation pretty dang sad. I was so. going to say, must have been a 20 pack. I mean, girl, yeah. get your 20 pack because. So. Shouldn't have less than a 20 pack for that. That's good old Khadijah. This one's called the bikini clad customer starts a brawl. <laughs> One rowdy spring breaker has made a name for herself as the BK bikini brawler due to a bizarre incident that took place again at a Florida Burger King. Okay, so you couldn't blame the last one on Florida. Mine was from Florida, but now we're back to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Apparently her food was taking too long. So she decided that fighting a bunch of people might speed things up. Mm. Not so much. She was arrested (laughs) on a misdemeanor battery charger and banned from Burger King forever. When asked how she felt, she said, if I knew that was going to happen, I would have gone to Taco Bell. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Have mercy. I wanted to, um, as you can tell, we're doing some bonus what the hell stuff today. We're beefing up the what the hell segments, kids. Um, And I wanted to do that by telling you about some weird laws in some of our states. And I'm just going to do one. Okay. the day and maybe every episode i'll throw in <laughs> throw in a dumb law i don't know i find them funny so alabama <clears throat> we're going in alphabetical order i guess alabama has a law around no stink bombs or confetti <laughs> <laughs> so let me just work that out for you for a second um if you're a stodgy school principal from a 1980s film consider moving to mobile alabama stink bombs quote unquote funk balls and any object quote unquote the purpose of which is to create disagreeable odors are strictly illegal there also illegal spray string confetti is illegal Mm -hmm. and bathing in public fountains oh well there goes that idea so i just thought i'd share that with you really important i'm glad because i had the uh Mm -hmm. i've always planned on going to alabama and shooting that silly string well passing gas and bathing in a fountain. I mean, hey, we, you and I could be on a road trip after this whole thing goes away and we just want to get out amongst the people. We could go on a, a fantasy road trip and we could be in Alabama and try. And we could have bought silly string in the 7-Eleven and just be innocently spraying each other in the middle of the and been arrested hall while we were buying Hostess cupcakes. Oh. And I don't know where I got all that imagery, but we thank you very much for listening. Please tune in uh, to our Friday shrink chat show. And that's that. This is Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Terror Talk. If you enjoyed this show, there are two things you could do for us. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media, as well as writing a review on iTunes. Plus, you could check out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.